0: No Looking Back by Lana Saunders Diggins. Introduction. This book, which has been a long time coming, I have thought about writing so often. I've tried to start several times, but just could not get it. Get into it. Ever since having read Dust Dreams, Living the Outback, published and released, having a lot of people ask me about my own education, I decided finally that the time is right. Basically, no looking back is about, just about the complete opposite, It's about looking back, looking back at my secondary school days, all six years of them, and my memories from those years, which were awful, the years since leaving school in 1972, I often had nightmares, and I certainly cannot tell them dreams, not even bad dreams, but trying to leave that, leave the place, trying to leave that school for good, even for the same reason in a dream, I've only gone back. A very short time, a week or a month or whatever, I still have problems with leaving. I know I do eventually get through that time, thinking it's only temporary. I'm about to leave again, this time for good. Most people I knew were wonderful memories of the school days, are thrilled when reunion is announced. Not me, I intended one reunion that—that's that's about 20 years ago and I decided never again. not Not saying that I didn't enjoy it, I did, to a limit. I didn't really want to accept and attend it, but did, out of curiosity. Most of the girls I saw, I really knew, were pleasant enough, All except a, a few were day girls, or day bugs, as we used to call them. I hate to think that they called us. They, 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 they did they talk to me, they were nice. I even talked with a couple of the boarders. It was okay. We weren't friends at school. But years have passed, and most of them have grown up and matured. But there was one particular boarder with whom I would never be friends. She disliked me from the outset. That never changed. It's no loss to me. But I'm interested in see how it would react. towards me at a reunion. I saw her across the room and thinking that the other couple of the boarders had already spoken were pleasant. I thought I would try to approach her and see what happened. She saw me coming and turned on the spot, walking up the other way. A quick look she gave me, even though I smiled at her. It was a real smile. Well, let's just say it's no loss. We're never really friends. And yes, I was bullied. Mainly verbally, but believe me, that hurt too. Sometimes it more than physical bullying. About school. Yes, I did have an awful time during my six years on a border, And at school, I do not blame school or staff for a minute. I was... It was a very good school, certainly one of the oldest and the best in the country city, but most of the boarding schools were as some still are, full of history, including mine, something of which they should be extremely proud. Being bullied and disliked as much as I was from a go to what whoa, wasn't pleasant. I couldn't finish, wish it on anyone, particularly as a boarder. There's no escape. Most mine was verbal. But there were a couple of physical incidents. Have been described a little more in the the, the chapters. And yes, I did complain once this occurred back in back in the sixties and seventies, being bullied, before bullying and like were really acknowledged. But I did eventually complain to a couple of the staff members, responding with a suggestion I should get try harder hard to get along with the other girls. Okay, that wasn't going to work. I knew it, so I didn't help. I also ch- tried to tell him, tell my parents. Just once, and was ignored. These days, bullying is knowledge and taken very seriously, and usually, not always acted upon. Our meals at school were lovely. We must have had kitchens of to do the cooking, but I do remember being on the roaster on the dishes. I think it was a help yourself, a little serving ledge between the kitchen and the dining room. We used to have good old-fashioned beef or roast, lamb, pork and chicken. On Friday nights, it was a real treat, even if it even if it happened every week. I would not have missed for anything, even one particular Friday when my mouth was full of ulcers. I had sore throat, pimples in my mouth, cold sores all over my lips. There's no way I was I was not going to eat that roast. I put up with the pain, I was agony. I always lose salt and as far as I was concerned. Uh, uh, that, what's a roast without salt and gravy Especially home- homemade gravy. Although I think the gravy we had at our roast at school was from a packet, given the number of gills they had to feed. Nevertheless, to say the salt only aggravated the pain that's still at. Our sweets, puddings, desserts were yummy too. Neither, neither that or we were just too plain hungry not to eat. I don't know whether we had any vegans, vegetarians or vegans amongst us, but they were not catered for if they were. Acknowledgements. To acknowledge anyone for the writing of this book is something I am sure about. I really don't know who's to acknowledge, or indeed, if anyone should be acknowledged. It's not that exactly a pleasant book. I hope readers might realise if you, if they have been bullied, or still are, just attending boarding school. are unpleasant memories, they are not alone. Here thanks must go to my daughter for her unbiased editing. My childhood and outback. I am very happy memories of my childhood. Growing up from our family station, if different, not that I realised it then, I think I figured all the children that lived in the country had similar childhoods. Didn't they? No, they didn't. Even on an occasional trip to the city and seeing other children, maybe one or two cousins, it never occurred to me that their childhood was different to mine. Or should I say, perhaps mine was a different one. As I found out a few days later, when everything started to change, I was sent down to boarding school. There's no idea how old a person usually is when a starts to kicking, but yeah, this mind is one of the staying the same with some of our neighbours. So staying with some of our neighbours on their station. It was my fifth birthday, actually. I'm not sure, but that was true for for, reason, for some reason. Every time I have thought about this, the age of five keeps popping up, so i was sticking with it. Mum and Dad have gone to Melbourne for the Commonwealth Games. My brother and my next one up, I stayed with my aunt and uncle, not blood relations, on this station and mentioned above, I have a photo, good old black and white, my brother and me sitting on the lawn, surrounded by, our province. I was in my Moo. I think that's the proper name for it, but never known. It's that, so it's a, I stick to mumu. Being raised in the outback, you did not necessarily do the same things that the city children did. Most of the playtime was outside in fresh air, running around and getting plenty of exercise, which I think was probably pretty normal for most children sitting in the country, but we couldn't visit our friends to play unless we planned to stay with them overnight or ate something. They were too far away. I considered myself very fortunate in this respect, as I did have my youngest brother and our cousin. The later was a lot, was a lot about more Gammon than I was. I constantly was a leader in everything we did. She also had some friends from the city who used to come up and stay sometimes. I really was not a part of that. But when we were by ourselves, we did have some fun times. Television was introduced in the 1950s and 60s. We had a brand new set in the lounge room. Initially, we had the ABC. Some years later, local network, Channel 4, began. All black and white. The today's viewing started with a good old test pattern before getting into the scheduled programming. Got news, of course, the weather and some other programs in the very early days. Our telephone was a pretty party line, too. Switchful was very was only open at certain hours, so we had to make or take any calls in specified hours. Being a party line, there's always a chance that anyone connected, i.e. stations communities around, could hear and would be listening in. Reckoning it was the best grapevine in the world. CWA, Country Women's Association, was very strong in those days. In fact, it's always been a feature of women in the country. Being both rural and remote, I understand my paranormal. Grandmother was one of the first presidents of our local branch, followed by Mum. I've learned more recently than above mentioned. Cousin Mother was also involved with CWD, but I think it most have been a different branch. Mum was a present. Prison for what seemed like forever to me. They even had a special well built, which remains to this day, oh now completely unused as far as I know. I, use, I even tried to start the G C G A, Country Girls Association. One girl turned up, but only because she had to come along with her mother to the CWT. Ain't, ain't the CGA lasted one whole day. I never became friends with any of the other girls in my Asian district. Education provided a school there, SOTA. You based in Fort Augusta. This end of the year, we got together. It was a lot of fun and it was something to really look forward to it. It was time we got to meet face to face the other station children connected to that says Scott A. In those days, it was the only time we saw them and I had got a chance to play with them. We got together and could cl- to inevitably an play, I was cast and married one year. That was wonderful. My parents were really were very proud of me. But not as I, that not that I realised it at the time, too nervous, I was given one word for the singing. I found myself marming the whole way through, and maybe hardly congratulated, but afterwards, maybe I missed my calling alive. While my memories of this, my Scott are not numerous, there are a couple that between the mind. But I was one of them, another one was my birthday. On my birthday, particularly, it fell on weekend, a weekend, at the end of the daily SWA lesson. Students were allowed to share any news they had and anything they felt was important. Well, my brother is very important. Usually such occasions are mentioned by the teacher. This has not happened on Friday, so I figured I needed to do something about it. So I did. The teacher responded, and she planned to mention it on Monday. Okay, accepted that and thanked her. A few minutes later, however, heard first approaching approached the veranda. They were heavy farts and were definitely on a mission. Mum, whoops mum listened into the radio lessons through the set in the lounge room I, and would have heard me. That was it meant I was in trouble. I was. I cannot recall what exactly happened, and I don't think I want to. Why oh, I know, Is that what kind of, it kind of dampened my birthday somewhat. I dreaded the to listen on Monday, as I knew the teacher would, would mention it. Silence of Death by Deepak subbu Sabuya. March 3rd, 2019. Put on your shield. parrot it so tight. Choose your side. and come on, let's fight. Summon your army. Stand in front. Look into my eyes and get ready for the hunt. Roar with vigour and then bump it. Start the war cry by blowing the trumpet. Feel the cannons of gunpowder though. Let the horses neigh aloud. Hold your sword in your hand. Don't try to hide in the crowd. Use all your weapons. Be furious as you can. Use all your strength and fight like a man. Put all your anger, grudges, and hatred in your strokes. I know we've left. We've no more hopes. If I do defeat you, I promise I will kill you. And if you defeat me, do me a favour, will you? Promise me that you will kill me with your with all your wolf. Show no mercy, whatever be the aftermath. Stab me hard in my heart in my heart, let the anger out of your head. And then, at last, I will sleep peacefully in the silence of death. Essential Oils for Beginners, Vinnie First, The complete guide to the essential oil for weight loss, better sleep, depression, detox, cleanse and aromatherapy. Would you like to alleviate or relieve the ill effects of depression, anxiety with the help of essential oils without spending a lot of money in the comfort of your own home? If you're suffering from depression and anxiety, Chances are, you're not getting enough sleep because they are, you're constantly stressed out and thinking needlessly about a lot of negative things, such as your failing personal relationships, debts, loss, or loved one, one of your one or your job. As result of this, you're losing your focus mentally and psychologically, thus affecting your overall health and well-being. Good thing is, there are simple, affordable yet effective ways. How to fight the evil effects of depression by simply using essential oils to so enjoy a normal happy life once again. Based on a study and conducted which was published by Natural Muse- Medical Medicine Journal in twenty twelve. essential oils are very effective on controlling and managing depression and anxiety. Another scientist research done by a group of researchers and scientists, was published on the National Institutes of Health website in January of 27, showed the promising and positive effects of essential oils and psychological and physical systems are depression. Now if you want to get the full benefits and maximum healing and powers of these wonderful essential oils, I strongly suggest you start with this book, Essential Oils for Guinness. I can reassure you, this will make a huge and significant impact on the mood and well-being in the general. Introduction: Recently, there has been increased interest in the possibilities using essential oils. This interest has coincided with a belief that there have to be alternatives to the dominant medication approach, which has been used by healthcare officials as a go-to solution for any ailments. Essential oils are perceived to be part of the world campaign of health formation, Preventative measures that keep people away from hospital. So, what is an essential oil? Perhaps the easiest way to find it is to consider how oil oils are made. The compounds that are used are typically derivative from natural plants. Some literature refers to an epholubidity, which is an abstract given of a given unit of flora. If you discover the term of oil, do not get confused because it's not. Many technical way of saying essential oil. The list of plants from which essential oils can be extracted is actually endless. For example, you can get it from a clove, or garlic, or stem of the right time. The term essence is not just about the unity you find a product, but also the production process. In this case, you can captivate the essence of core element of the plant and carrying it to the human body using an intermediary element. The fragrance of every very important and is that it will broadly re- reflect that the plant smells like an, its natural environment. It's important to note that the essential oil are not in really indispensable. Therefore, it would be rather silly to compare them to something like an aluminium acid or even a fatty acid. A body cannot be, do without the, these, yet the essential oils are dispensable. Many people in the world have gone through life without ever using them. Organism with no important no nutritional requirements that demand the inclusion of essential oils. Indeed, that is why some people see them as an indulgence, those who are looking for an alternative lifestyle. The most effective way of extracting essential oils is through a process known as distillation. Decilita- the element is a preferred choice for select, select Separating the various plant constitutes a stream. The first stage is known as expression, in which the plant of fruit begins to give off whiffs of the oil. These link to the carrier through solvent extract. The high end point is the technical demanding absolute oil extraction. In the penetrant stage, there is a process of resin tapping which also require separate technical consistencies. Finally, cold pressing allows us to get the essential oils in the forms of which they are readily available on the market today. A range of uses of these extracts can be bought, the most obvious being fragrances. They also help in developing high-end soaps, as well as the of cosmetics. In dietary terms, essential oils are used when flavouring drinks and other types of food. There's some wholesale they use essential oils for the purpose of cleaning, so as well as sending areas in order to control bad orders. Mainstream skin and body care products aren't for everyone. In fact, they're often full of many processed ingredients that cause many problems that they solve. If you have been interested in learning about how to use essential oils to create your skin and body care products at home, or if you're looking for a large variety of things, it can be done with essential oils. This book is going to provide the information you're looking for. Starting a brief lesson: what essential oils, what essentials are, how to use them, and some precautions on what you should know about the in any essential oils. This book is going to go much deeper. This book is going on into depth: the best essential oils of many different beauty pro- problems that people face. As well as the essential oils that cater for the many different skin types that people can have. Aging is a natural part of life, but one that often happens early in our life. That should that we should like, then we would like it. Wrinkles, scars, stretch marks, and varicose veins—all things that can be lightened and reversed. Use of essential oils. This book is going to show you which essential oils are best for each of these applications. We aren't going to stop there. We're going to cover hair care as well as some other applications for essential oils, including using them believe, for effects of depression, anxiety, many frequent coughs and colds and sinus symptoms. Did you know that anything you use in a house can affect your health? This book is going to have a look at some of the products you're using around your house and how you can place them. These products home the homemade products using essential oils. The thing you can do with essential oils is limitless. This book is going to explore many options that are available to you. This book is laid out easy-to-read chapters that are loaded with information. We're looking for when it comes to essential oils, numerous recipes and show all the ways that can be used. Thank you for purchasing this book. My sincere hope that it will be answer all your questions on essential oils. Finding Medusa, The Making of an Unliking Rock Star by Donna F. Brown Donna F. Brown's Finding Medusa takes you on a historical journey through the turbulent 60s of Chicago, the music, the drugs, as well as a personal journey for the darkest and brightest movements. From the first co-finding of Chicago rock band Medusa and waiting 40 years for the release of their LP, first step beyond Medusa, finally secured a place in musical history. The second allocation of Medusa, 1975, produced a new album, Rising from the Ashes, that led to several tours. At Heart the Finding Medusa is a story of revelance of survival. With apt control of the poem, Donna F. Brown shares in intimate details a 40-year journey in a memoir that recalls important events of the 60s she experienced, including 1968 Democratic Convention, writes in Lincoln Park in Chicago, in which she saw friends and strangers alike be lying beaten and bloody. She takes the reader through her experience with, with drugs, rock scenes in Chicago in the 1970s, run-ins with authority, a difficult home life, a nursing career, a training as a rhyme with Michelle Misu, and ultimately returned to Missouza, a music where it all started. Funny me may help make you laugh or make you cry, but you will most likely find in Donna's story deep connections to your own. Summer of 63, a short story by Christopher Wimmer For those who love to read and dare to dream, On a pleasant April night, an hour before my mother will be crying, Father John holds my hand. And asked me to confess my sins, though I am kneeling in front of him, his voice is distant, and as dull as the grey walls that surround me. This has been my home for nearly fifteen years. It's no different from any other from the other rooms that surround me in this narrow corridor. An eight by eight cell, one stainless, seatless toilet for all the daily necessaries, a metal four by eight bed protruding from the wall a thin, musty mattress to share with the mice. "'Do you have anything you would like to say?' Father John asked in a low voice. "'I have seen him a few times before, on rare and solemn occasions, yet this is the first visit we've shared since my arrival. He is a middle-aged man, perhaps in his mid to late forties, dressed in black, except for his priestly collar. He watches me intently, his blue eyes keenly upon me, perhaps afraid of what I might do.' As I gaze into them, I find refuge there, even if only for a moment. I have nothing to say that I haven't said a million times before I apply. Please, he urges, meet God with a clear conscience. I pull away too quickly. I feel my knees buckle. I fumble to the bread behind me, trying to keep my hands steady as possible. So Some go bad in their final moments. Let fear grip them. Not me. Dignity is all I have left. I feel the cold steel and muster enough strength to form myself into the sitting position. It is hard. Father, I told you all before. Then all before I started before letting the sentence trail off. Do you think my attorney's going to hear it? Anything for my final meal? I requested a medium, well, well, eye steak with a baked potato. I knew it would be too much to expect. But nevertheless I asked for a strawberry cheesecake like my mother used to make for me at home. The red eye was a little tough. I managed to eat it what I could. Potatoes undercooked, the cheesecake was a fire cry from the desert. To the sister I once was share with my mother. The father John explains my attorney's situation. A chill enters the base of my spine and arches to my spinal cord, sending little sparks across my back. I swallowed hard to keep them up checking. On the floor and leaving the world on my on an empty stomach it was a hot mississippi morning in the june of 1963 when jacob and i rounded the golden square top down in his baby blue 57th Chevy. he was 17 and summer break had just begun jacob had something on his mind i could tell from the shit eating grin what was on his face i love to get into those panties he said flatly taking a finger in the direction of Anson Miller sitting in front of a father's drug store